0: It's another Sunday Night in Comedy, and tonight we're checking in with a Cincinnati stand-up on life after the Super Bowl and comedy in Ohio, plus a few of our favourite Toronto comics who have some serious beefs. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke.
1: Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: to an all new inside jokes baby right here on 640 toronto and of course streaming all over tay internets on the global news online network we are brought to you of course by our good friends at hakeem optical helping you see super bowl losses more clearly how about Thanks. that i am <laughs> i am on the line this week with our very heartbroken and deflated producer vince Tedesco. His His beloved Cincinnati Bengals didn't take it home at the Super Bowl this past week. So Vince is licking some wounds. Nothing better than comedy. Laughter is the best medicine. That's what we're all about. How are you feeling, though, Vincenzo?
2: Great. Up until 15 seconds ago, we're all (laughs) back up again. We're on the air
0: a week after the Super Bowl. And you're still feeling it. And in fact, Vince, because of that, in honor of that, we are actually swinging south of the border. We have yeah. a comic on from Ohio, bit of yeah. a local comedy legend lately in Cincinnati. Uh, Harrison Butler's going to join us. Give us the lowdown on he's known all over social media and in local media uh, in Cincinnati for being a huge Bengals fanatic and it plays into his comedy. So we're going to pick his brains, uh, mostly you, I'm sure, because you're both Bangles fanatics uh, just on how he feels about that. But also, what does the stand-up scene look like down there? Because a lot of the U.S. comics we've talked to on this show the last two years, things have been kind of just trucking along. I don't know if it's safe to say trucking along right now in Canada. But really, everything's been open. Comedy's been sort of full bore in a lot of U.S. states. So we're going to see what the Cincinnati stand-up scene is like and what their sort of flavor is. Uh, And then a little later on in the show, we've got a full panel Some Toronto locals with a new show at the iconic comedy bar, all about beefs. Because I feel like most comics probably have a lot of those right now. And we're swinging south of the border, down to Ohio, down to the great city of Cincinnati, where everyone, I'm assuming, much like our own producer Vince Tedesco, are licking their wounds post-Super Bowl. (laughs) But hey, it's an honor just to be nominated, right? (laughs) At least you made it there uh it's but been 32 we got two
2: years dean it's been 32 it's, it's, years it was a yeah. long wait
0: and first off before we get into it i mean obviously you know this show is all about comedy we don't normally cover football or other sports too too much but i do find it very interesting that our own producer vince born and raised in toronto's little italy is for some reason this cincinnati Bengals fanatic i just don't know where that team choice came from i mean <laughs> it's good for him but but Somebody who comes by it naturally, we've got Cincinnati's own Harrison Butler, who, I mean, Harrison, you're a well-known comic on the Cincinnati scene, and a lot of, you've gotten a lot of press lately, like, on social media, local media, news, TV, radio, all that stuff, because of your fanaticism for the Bengals, you're a diehard, you're a diehard Bengals fan, so... Comics are used to tragedy, but how are you feeling, man?
3: <laughs> man, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I, I, don't, I don't know how to feel right now. It, it, it's heartbreaking. Um, I, I cried. I cried a lot afterwards. <laughs> I, it, I, we really thought that if it was supposed to be our year. It, yeah. Like, it, like, yeah. It, it really was so close. And like we say here, we, we really feel like we have a Cincinnati curse. It's been going on for years in sports. You know, we, we always get there, we always had that team, and it's always that one thing that happens, and we could never get that hump. And we thought Joe Burrow was gonna do it for us, but you know, them them, them people in stripes had a different had a different plan for us. <laughs>
0: and I think I mean <laughs> Cincinnati deserved it. Cincinnati is an actual city with heart. Los yes. Angeles, Los Angeles isn't a city. No,
3: did you a- see did you see the pep rally they had for me? Yeah at a high school field. We yeah. sold out the stadium with thirty thousand. Exactly. We, we wanted it.
0: <laughs> L.A. wants to throw a parade. They don't need this. It's not a real city. It's just a <laughs> place where everybody from all over the world who wants to be starfuckers <laughs> and wants to be famous just goes there. It's not a real city. Cincinnati's a city with its yeah, own it. flavor, its own spirit.
2: That's a person. Thing. I got friends in L.A. and they were like, "Oh, our Rams, our Rams," but it was. Come Monday morning, it was over and done with. They forgot about it. Exactly. Well, they <laughs> that's <laughs> like, not a football fan base. That's not a, that's a star-studded spectacle that lasted four hours, and then it was on to the next thing. They were but, more happy um,
3: about the halftime show than the actual game.
2: Exactly. <laughs> they were worried about the halftime show.
0: I I, did, I mean, shout out to the halftime show, though. It was great. It was a good halftime show. It was. Yeah.
3: It, was it was a good halftime show, but
2: the we 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 could
3: have cared less about that
2: yeah. exactly, but that's why i love you that's why i love the people of cincinnati i've gone down many times for football games down there and when you say heartbreak that's where cincinnati and toronto coincide because yeah. toronto deals with a lot of sports heartbreak we have a hockey team that hasn't won a stanley cup in 55 years we Ooh. lose every round in the playoffs. I love losers. What can you say? I love losers. I love the Bengals. I love my Maple Leafs, but I also love comedy. Harrison, you're a comic in Cincinnati now. How long have you been at the game for? How long have you been doing comedy
3: for? Uh, I've been, I've been doing comedy for about four or five years. I, I started off with doing the skits. And then a guy reached out to me and, you know, it was like, you know, it's good to be funny behind the camera, but you actually got to be funny in person. So we need to see what you can do on a stage. And I was like, oh, like, <laughs> let's see what happens. And I, I ha- it's a video out there on YouTube of my first time ever doing it. Um, and I- it's hard to watch. <laughs> 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 I-, I can't watch it. <laughs> but that, that, what, like, you know, after that, you know, it's been, you know, comedy here in Cincinnati is crazy. We got so many good comics everywhere, all around the city. And, you know, I just, it's an honor to be doing it right now here in Cincinnati.
0: What's what's the flavor like of the stand-up scene there? Because, I mean, you're in the Midwest. You have a bunch of different cities close by. Like Toronto, for us, we always just sort of pattern ourselves off of New York. We're like a New York light. Like we have yeah. the same kind of intimate little comedy clubs and stuff. But, for you know, a lot of our comics here in Canada, they come to Toronto. They play the festivals. They get the big credits and then they go to New York or LA or Chicago that's kind of the game plan for them what's the, what's the vibe like in Cincinnati like is stand up a long running thing there or is it real like a relatively newer scene
3: no it's been going on for a while we have like a lot of good comics that's been in the game for a while it's just so hard in Cincinnati um just to you know kind of grow cuz people don't think Cincinnati has you know comedy so it's real like underground real like we have a like we have all these open mics that really nobody really knows about you know and it's hard to think, like try to get up we have to travel to you know like the Chicago's the New York's or Atlanta you know try to get out there to try to see you know what we really could do but we you know we have like Mike's like a, uh, it's a comedy club called Go Bananas and they have like they do host like real shows and they also do uh, Pro-Am for, you know, new comics and up-and-coming comics where you could go get your good, like, get a good crowd work and, you know, get a good feel. But mostly everything here is, like, either, brew- you know, you do a show at a brewery, you have, like, little local bars that you do them at. So, you know, for real, like, comedy club scenes, it's, you know, it's not really a, a big thing that we got. We got, you know, the Funny Bone, but they bring in, you know, real comics and they have their, you know, group that they bring or they might throw up somebody local. But, yeah, so yeah. other than that, it's, you know, you got to get it how you get it. That's kind
0: of how it works here. I mean, people go back and forth kind of between Toronto and Montreal and do the road work in between and sort of bounce on the club stages between those two scenes. Cincinnati's interesting, though, because you're in the Midwest. you got Chicago nearby. You've got uh-huh. Cleveland right up there. But there's yeah. also that flavor of the South in it, too. You're kind of this crossroads. So does that sort uh-huh. of play, off, play into the Kentucky, comedy?
2: Kentucky's right there? over the Ohio River. Yeah. yeah dog, yeah. right
3: there, yeah. So yeah, you got you get a little bit of everything. You get to touch up on a whole bunch of stuff, and you know it's funny to see where people come from and what they relate to because like you know I travel to Lexington and Louisville, and you know being able to you know still connect with them with like the stuff that we say about Kentucky or it's really a different vibe over there. Like it's literally across the bridge, and you come over and you are just like, where the hell am
2: I? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you sure that, that line.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: What was it like during the pandemic down there? Because a lot of, I mean, we've, we always talked to comics in, you know, New York and Chicago and LA and all that, of course. Uh, Austin, Texas was one scene this year that really blew up, especially during when a lot of other places were locked down. I mean, in Canada, most of our major cities and most of our comedy hubs were locked down. Live shows went on pause, all that stuff. A lot of the comics we talked to stateside though, they were kind of like, nah, man, uh, there was live shows. You had to wear a mask, but. Things kind of kept going. Was that the case in Cincinnati too? Did you still, were you able to hit mics all the time?
3: No. So uh, like once it started, like we slowly started hitting back mics. Uh, We had to wear the mask and then they started doing shows outside of Go Banana. So like you come and sit outside and that's what it started going towards. Everything was moving outside and we were able to, we were able to keep it going. Um, I kind of waited till everything passed off and I, kind of picked up on social media back again and trying to stay relevant there. But yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely a tough time.
2: Awesome. Harrison, you know what, brother? I'm going to make you a promise right now. Go ahead. That, I, I, okay. It's been a rough two years, crossing the border, but for the kickoff of the 2022 season, I'm going to make it down for the home opener. I usually come, come on. down one game a year. Come on. I'm going to come there down on the Saturday night. I wanna yeah. check you out at a show wherever you're playing. I wanna check yeah. up the comedy club. I wanna check up the comedy scene. And then if you're going to the game, I want to meet up with you and have a beer and cheer on our boys for hopefully oh, yeah. in another great year for next year.
3: For sure. I'm gonna bring you come down, I'm gonna show you around. I don't know if you saw the video that I did about Kay Adams. Like <laughs> I love Kay Adams. Oh god, yeah. she's she's a Chicago girl, but she's hey, a Bengals fan. For some reason, she loves Cincinnati. We 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 showed her a good time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you a good time. I'm gonna, I'm a show you around to bring you to all the top tailgates, and we are gonna have a good time. And I got, I gotta come I got to, I gotta come to Toronto now. See,
2: see you gotta come to got Toronto when you're here. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take you to an Argos game. It's cheap.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's sort of like. It's like real football, but the the pretend version. Is- Don't <laughs> piss hey, <laughs> off man. CFL
2: fans, Dean. Don't piss off CFL fans. <laughs> we do.
0: Here's the thing, Harrison. A lot of people in the States know Toronto recently, of course, for the Raptors. And, I mean, Drake played a big part in that. But, yeah, we took it home a few years ago here in Toronto. Other than that, though, we have disappointment nonstop. Baseball, it's been disappointing for 30 years. Hockey, it's been disappointing, like Vince said for 50 years. But I've been doing this show with Vince for almost seven seasons now. And I'm I really didn't know that he was like this Cincinnati guy at heart. I had no idea.
2: I love him. He goes I love the Bengals. I love there. the city of Cincinnati. They've always been good to me. Harrison, give uh, give a shout out to the boys who day, nation, Hude. and your social media if anybody wants to follow you. Yeah, so. Who they Nation,
3: you know, that we 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 rocking. We we gonna we gonna bounce back next year. We going we gonna take we gonna take it. We gonna take it. But yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram it's Harrison, Harrison Butler the comedian. Or Harrison the Comedian. I'm sorry. Harrison, Harrison the comedian, the that's comedian. Right. I've been loving stuff on, on, Insta. on Instagram, you know. Uh follow me, like, share. I keep the videos coming of the Bengals, you know. We gonna rock out. We got get some postseason stuff, you know. I got I got some stuff in the in the bag and I'm, I'm ready to pull out today. I got, I, you know, I've been looking up stats and everything. So videos gonna continue to come and we, we coming back. I, I, no more tears, no more tears. No there more we tears. go. I love you, buddy, I love you. Harrison I love Mullen, man, thank you safe.
0: so much, man. Everybody thank follow you. Harrison the Comedian on Instagram, hooday Nation. Thank you so much for joining us, man.
3: You guys yeah, got it next year. Y'all. Appreciate y'all, see ya.
4: <laughs> Hi, this is Sandra Badalini. You're listening to Inside Jokes. Take those inside jokes out of the closet and rock on.
3: Welcome
0: back to Inside Jokes,
2: baby! Right here
0: on 640 Toronto and of course, streaming everywhere on the planet on global news online if you happen to be stuck at home with the internet I hope you have been because for two years that's the only thing you've been allowed to do thank you again to Harrison Butler over in Cincinnati Ohio thoughts and prayers to that city right now Hootier
2: nation baby Hootier! Hootier
0: nation, whatever that is I had no idea over seven years almost of doing this radio show that our own producer Vince Tedesco was for some reason a huge cincinnati Bengals fan and like goes on trips to that city all the time had no idea anyways now we are flipping it back to our home city with four crowd killers right here in toronto clubs are reopening again for the millionth time (laughs) live shows again the lockdown is lifted again and of course one of the absolute main hubs in this city one of the epicenters of canadian comedy and i think the heartbeat of comedy in this city comedy bar is reopening shows are lining up there and selling out again just like they were before this last lockdown uh we have a brand new show coming out lenny Carrado is the man behind this one we got lenny on the line with us how you doing buddy okay how are you guys we're good i, I feel like okay is a good Is a good yeah.
2: Yeah, how are you guys <laughs> <laughs>
0: no one we've talked Next to in, in the last two years has ever said like. I'm great. I'm fantastic. It's just
5: been and like fantastic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's
5: not true. Whenever I talk to my lawyer, he says he's amazing. He's great. I don't know what I'm <laughs> <The> lawyer. <laughs> yeah, every time, I'm doing great. I go, how can you be doing great all the time? He's doing great all the time. Lots of
4: people are getting sued. That's why. Yeah. yeah.
0: Amazing.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> we have of course,
0: uh, Sandra Battalini, one of our absolute favorites, who has joined us a couple of times during all this craziness the last couple of seasons. Sandy Bats, how are you doing? I'm great. i feel like so this new show at comedy bar it's all about beefs i feel like comics more than a lot of other people have a lot of probably venting and material to get off of their chest during these crazy times we got a full panel here luke Lindale, first time on the show how are you doing man i am amazing wow (laughs) there we go And last but not least, another one of our favorites. I haven't talked to this guy in a while either. Natish Sakuja. Nitty, how you doing, buddy? I'm
1: all right. I'm all, all right. right. Okay, I'll bring it back down to earth. I mean, Natish, you were one of
0: those comics who, and I mean, I know everybody here has stayed busy, and I mean you kind of roll within these parameters and do what you can. I mean, Sandra Battellini, of course, is always spinning a bunch of plates and working on different projects. Nitty, I mean, you worked constantly on stage you were one of those comics who i'd look at your instagram and look at your social and it was like nah no lockdown for me bro i'm just doing these like secret shows and all this
1: stuff i I tried the lockdown the first time Mm, it wasn't for me (laughs) uh, and uh i found some like-minded people and um there was actually tons of shows happening all lockdown
0: But we can never find them (laughs) <laughs> well here's here's the thing. I mean, we, you know, most of our shows, I would say all of November and December, well we wrapped up last year and before, you know, things were looking great. I mean, we we were talking to Gary Rideout and some of the comics over at Comedy Bar about how, you know, all the shows were selling out because audiences very obviously were like chomping at the bit to like, yeah, I want to get out and watch live comedy again. I want to put the world around me on pause and get out of my incubator here and go watch live stuff again. Everything was selling out. They opened a second venue. Second city was launching a new home in there. Everything was just sort of booming along. And then of course, January 1st hit and it was like, Nope, back to square one. Uh, Thankfully that's, that's lifted again. Lenny. I mean, this show, it feels like a perfect flavor right now in comedy because I mean, The job of comedians is to tackle all the stuff happening around them and sort of, you know, rip apart the things happening in the world. And oh man, what a ripe time we live in for so much crazy stuff happening all around us at the same time. How much of this show is just about comics getting out there and sort of ripping on everything? Well, that's well, that was my
5: that's a premise for the obviously for the title because I figured, you know what, everyone, like you said, has got a beef of something that's going on. We're going one step forward, two steps back with the stupid COVID thing, right? Now we're moving forward. they're going to open up again at the end of the month, full, full capacity, I think, which is good. I mean, the show, instead of 26 people, I might have uh, 50, let's say, uh, on Wednesday. Who knows how many people uh, will be coming. But it's tough. And I know that all these comics I chose on purpose because they all have attitude. I mean, all of them have attitude. I mean, uh, he's not here right on with us, but um, Patrick Hakeem, he's always aggressive. Like, you know, and uh, Luke, you don't know Luke. Luke. But Luke has got, he's got a lot of stuff to say, believe me. Luke just did a show at Comedy Bar, uh, the new one, just recently. And he's out there like every every couple of nights, he's out there with this guy, Luke. That's why yeah. I got him on here. He's a hustler, man. And he's and he's got a lot of attitude, a lot of things to talk about.
0: And I mean, it, it feels like, I don't know. I, I mean, I can throw this to anybody on the panel, but I feel like, you know, not just the actual act of going out and watching something live again and being able to do that again and just go back to some sort of normal life. But I feel like comedy is especially so needed right now because it feels like, the chips are really stacked against us like it feels like you know there's that doomsday clock where it's always like yeah we're a minute and a half from midnight we're at like five seconds to midnight now it's like two years of this insane pandemic riots in the streets everywhere social upheaval the climate is literally melting in front of our eyes now you have possibly world war three kicking off with Russia any day now It's, it's insane I mean how much of this stuff plays into what you want to get out there and talk about. I mean, because that's the first thing comics do is just they're eight-miling around in the corner going, okay, let me at him, let me at him.
1: If you got well, something, be- now is the time to stay it. Because you're right, man. <laughs> the world's about to explode, so uh, <laughs> get your bits in now. Uh, get those thoughts out before we're just doing open mics for
6: zombies. It's all personal. <laughs> yeah, It's all for personal me- for you, Luke? For for me right now what I'm dealing with is erectile dysfunction. That's my big topic. That's my that's that's top of mind for me right now. That's a big deal for me. I'm getting older and I'm concerned because there's there's you know serious consequences. Yeah. The world's ending. He wants to use it before the world so, ends. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. hundred percent Exactly.
1: Where's
0: the beef is perfect for you then, right? Where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Sandra, I feel like you're a perfect comic for this as well because I mean oh, a yeah. lot I, I've seen you so many times at shows. You you just go up and you'll do like 20, 25 minutes just completely off the cuff of just what you happen to be thinking about or watching that day and just sort of completely riffing on this stuff and pulling it apart. But you also always have, you know, you can go dark into things and pull apart what's happening in the world, but you do always have this sort of like, uptick there's like this bright vibe about everything you sort of put this spirit into it are you feeling that way now in your comedy like do you look at all this crazy stuff going on and do you think like man I really want to jump into this or do you want to kind of shy away from it
4: no like I just always just you know I just go from what what I feel inside like what sort of you know not necessarily just to go and comment on something just to do So if it's like, if it, if it, if it hits me, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for it. Um, Yeah. No, I don't want to shy away from anything, but there's so much going on, you know? So yeah. Sometimes I feel like I want to say more and, you know, and, but yeah, I think that, no, I mean, I think that this is the year to speak your truth. This is what comedians do. Um, You know, we've been living in a climate for a long time where comics were afraid to say what they want to say um, and even speak up for their own rights as workers. Yeah. So that time is done. You know, there's no more, there's no more time. It's like, you know, if we thought that it was that things were for comedians before, well, it's even more precarious. And when you stay silent, things get taken away. And this is what's happening to our entire country.
0: It it really is and I mean there's you know it's there's so much frustration out there obviously here in Canada we've had these whole protests and these convoys going on and you know there's there's a lot of mixed opinion about that there's a lot of anger and stuff. (laughs) Yeah I know I've seen you posting about it too but I mean in the comedy world it's totally right I mean Sandra going back a few years ago pre-pandemic and you were one of the absolute leading voices in this it was like that was a huge struggle in Canadian comedy where you know a union was formed town halls because you know. Canadian comedy is so competitive because it is a limited pool. There's X amount of festivals, X that's amount of not being clubs considered
1: an art form.
0: it's it's and that's the thing. it was it was that's not still, being considered an, an art form, even though it's like our major export. I mean, that's what we do in this country is we crank out the world's best Canadians. That's just in our blood for whatever reason. And that was a huge struggle. I mean, it was comics who barely scrape by to begin with fighting for their residuals on radio plays and, 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 you know, being recognized as artists, getting those grants and all that stuff. Then the pandemic hit and comics who already had to sort of struggle against everything against them. Now, all of a sudden we're being told, Oh, and by the way, every venue you play in is going to shut down now too. And there's yeah, no serb right. or anything like that. It's just, you're just, you're just at home now. So, I mean, I feel like, obviously the spirit of this show must be getting out there and having fun and engaging a crowd again. But I feel like there's got to be a lot of frustration in the comedy world right now.
4: Absolutely. Oh my God. Absolutely. That's great. Oh yeah, for sure. When, when venues were, when venues were asking, we're not following guidelines from the Ontario government to show for comedians to show proof of vaccination created a, uh, like a knife went through. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, and I, and I mean, I, I think that'll be healed, but it, you know, now all of a sudden, you know people are infighting over over this narrative and you know thinking that people have the right to tell you like what you should do with your own body and then it plays out in the world of like well I can't you know certain people can't go into certain venues and then your income shifts dramatically I mean this is the real world consequences of what's going on so you know uh, I think though I think that there's but what's amazing and I predicted this for a long time like Comedy is going to explode in this country. There's new venues popping up all the time. Yeah. And this is, it, it, I, I really believe that like the best comedy, there's going to be the best comedy in the world coming out of Canada. Um, you know, there's, so much, there's so much
5: talent in Canada. So much. It's unbelievable. You see all the I, comics. Everyone's, you see you guys, you guys are everywhere. I'm not kind of myself because you guys are working comics and I see you everywhere doing everything
0: you can, as much as you can. I'm, I'm, I mean, that's great. I think so, too. There's going to be a huge industry shift in this country, and it's going to be led by comics themselves moving forward. And that's what we've seen during this. Uh, Lots to get into here. Lots more comedy beefs. We're going to come back with our panel right here on Inside Jokes.
1: Yo, it's Nitty, and I don't know if you know this. But right now, you're listening to uh, the radio, and it's uh, AM 640. Um, I f***ed it up. What's the show called again?
0: Welcome back to Inside Jokes, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical because the world is stuck in 2020, and now your vision can be too. Hopefully, wow. the bug isn't true for much longer, but who knows? Uh, we are talking comedy beefs, new show coming up at the now reopened, reopened, reopened comedy bar here in Toronto. Comics just getting out there and ripping on what's happening all around us in the world and in our own backyard and just Getting those beefs out on stage. I feel like it's a very ripe time for it. What we were talking about before the break, though, I mean, I think, you know, Canadian comics, we've always produced the best comics in this country. I don't know why that's in our DNA. I don't know if it's just because we're sort of this weird stepchild between the US and the UK. I don't know what it is, but we're a comedy forge in this country. But we never recognize our own financially. We don't have a star system, all that stuff we've been talking about for years. I mean,
4: French Canada does. Let's not let's French not Canada does, absolutely. He does it amazingly.
0: It's, they, it's crazy over there because it's a cultural thing, I guess. But I mean, they have, yeah, they have people go and watch French made films. They have French stars. They have TV shows. They have their own trade papers. It's like it's I mean, only- I'm, I'm, I'm
6: actually from Montreal. And in Quebec, what they do is they protect, they, you have to have French content and so on yeah English Canada you you look at CTV I don't even know what channel I'm looking at because it's full of American stuff right it's reruns of friends I mean culture (laughs) yeah
4: culture Uh, in English Canada like culture instead of floating floating, flows uh going east west it goes north south Mm -hmm. right so there was there was a time when that shifted major you know and then like English Canada just got monopolized by the United States culturally like you know and that's that's to me, that's major. Like when, when the first lockdowns happened, I live on Eastern Avenue across from the film district and they were filming American Gods. Yes, and yeah. It, and it, it, used to, it made me so mad because I'm like, look, the Americans are here filming, no problem, but yet there's no, where the Canadian voice is, there's no place, there's no place right now. Yeah. You know, really, if yeah, you think about it. Yeah. You know, when, yeah. when, when When broadcasters only have to produce 5% Canadian content What is how like and when I mean when you compare that to like the UK, where it's like, you know, at certain times it's like maybe 90%. Then
1: you know that. And Ontario is open for business.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's a unless you live here? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Hey Badalini, what's that? Do you think that's a CRTC issue that they say we only allow so much Canadian content on there? But that's so much as like five percent, like you said. Yeah, so you, you know, they'll do the bare minimum.
1: It's not only with TV, it's with even with festivals and stuff. They, yep. they they take whatever a minimum amount of Canadians they can so they can get the grants they need to yep. fund whatever. Exactly. It's you money. look
0: at you look at Montreal last year, JFL, for the first time in history, only because of the pandemic, and half of it was digital anyways, but it was an entirely Canadian lineup. you've never seen that before you'll never you'll probably never see that again one thing we have learned though and i mean again this was kind of before the pandemic even uh with sandra as you know of course with the foundation of cask and with the town halls and all the sort of coming together as an industry that comics were doing not the gatekeepers but comics themselves we saw a lot of that during the pandemic too though i mean comics took it upon themselves to go look, I'm, this is what I do for a living. I'm not getting support. I'm being told I'm getting shut down even more. So you had comics like Daniel Woodrow and Rodney Ramsey launching a digital comedy club so that you could do that. Wasn't the same necessarily as being in that room live, but it kept comics working and it gave comics their own platform. You had club owners like Joe Tichito. We had him on here from the corner right before this last lockdown talking about reopening a new venue and, and how comics were coming out and recording albums again and all that stuff it's been the independents and the comics themselves during this entire pandemic who have been steering the ship. It hasn't been, you know, the, the people with the keys to the networks and the festivals and all that. It's been comics building their own stuff. And I think that's what we're going to see moving forward in this new year is just comics are going to be the ones building the industry from this point forward. I don't think it matters as much anymore, who you showcase for or who greenlights you you'll just go, okay, fine. I'll just build it myself. I mean, Natish. You did a ton of those shows during the lockdown because you just kind of went. No, I'm a working comic. I can't afford to not do this or to lose steam. Mm-hmm. You just kept going.
1: Yeah, there was people who wanted to see it, so um, and I wanted to work, so it was there. Um, I did it, yeah, man. And um, a lot know, of outdoor venues. Yeah, outdoor a lot venue. of outdoor venues. A lot of venues turned into just people's basements. Yeah, a lot of guys <laughs> just started doing comedy in, in their homes. Um, which is pretty sick. And, and you're right. You don't need, there's no written path in comedy and you don't need the industry to give you the green light. Obviously it helps. It's way better yeah. when they do. But with social media and the availability you have to showcase yourself to just everybody, if you can build your own fan base and then they'll come find you when they're ready.
0: And I think it's a mixed bag too. I mean, yes, of course, it's great if you get signed or it's great if you land the big festivals, of course, whether you plan on staying here at home or not. But I think comics have finally realized, too, like, yeah, sure, go after those things. But if you don't get those things, it's not the be-all, end-all that it not used to be. All. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can build your own. I mean, people are self-releasing their own albums. and You look at the labels that have sprung up. I mean, 604 Records and Comedy here off and out in the West Coast have been cranking out some of the best albums in Canada for the last few years. Our own friend Alison Door here in Toronto with Howl and Roar pumping out albums comedy records of course they were the first ones in the game they're at it for a decade now it's comics who are really really doing all this stuff and i think it's nice to see the artists in this country just take charge of that and go this is a comedy country this is what we do why are we letting people tell us we can't it makes no sense like looking out for number one look you gotta look out for number one you gotta look out for yourself right absolutely see so many beefs to get, to get <laughs> off the chest. I love it though. I mean, I think Canadian comics are some of the most resilient people on the planet. Really,
1: gotta, I be, mean, gotta be. You gotta do thirty years with no reward. Yeah, That takes resilience, man. <laughs>
0: it totally <laughs> does. You gotta have that hustle. You gotta have that love for it because there's gonna be like, you know. One step forward, 500 steps back. I mean, it's certainly during all this craziness. All right, we're going to come back and wrap it up with our comedy beefs panel and find out where we can catch this new show at Comedy Bar, what everybody's working on, where you can find them. We'll be back with more Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto.
5: It's Lenny Corrado and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640.
0: welcome back to inside jokes baby brought to you of course by hakeem optical helping you eye roll so very hard at this insane garbage fire we're all stuck in i'm gonna miss these pandemic plugs when they're eventually gone but at the same time let's (laughs) bring pandemic off you know let's get
2: remember the pandemic dean that was such good times yeah
0: two seasons two and a half seasons of that i think we're ready to get rid of those finally but we'll see we are talking comedy beefs we got a full panel here some of our favorites and they are heading to comedy bar which of course one of the great hubs in toronto comedy now reopened back to live shows back in business baby uh we were talking about gatekeepers and how comics were sort of steering the ship thankfully during this whole thing uh and it's gonna It's going to change the business moving forward. I mean, one thing about this whole pandemic is, like everything else in the world right now, it became completely politicized. It completely devolved into just this stupid us versus them thing. We kind of had that going on a lot in comedy before, though. Do you guys think that coming through all of this and comics, the working comics that stuck it out and built new things and stayed here together... You think we're going to be like a stronger actual industry now, a stronger comedy community coming through all of this fire that we have?
1: I think so personally. Yeah. Um, I think, I think not only comedy, but you see it in everywhere. Uh, everyone's coming together more. Um, there was a point where you're like, everyone, where right, I didn't feel that way because everyone was all like scared to look at another person in the street. Cause you're like, this guy's going to yeah. give me COVID or something, you know? But uh, I really feel lately, man. I'm, I feel, I feel love in the community, man. You just see it everywhere uh when i see a canadian i see more canadian flags just in the streets lately more than i ever have in the last 30 years of me living here you know what i mean and yeah it's cool man people are very nice people are smiling more in the streets um uh we're we getting more open to come out to shows um i've been doing more shows that i've never done before talking to new comics i've never talked to before there's a whole new wave of comics that came in in the last two years started comedy during the pandemic yeah they started opening yeah. up rooms and they're mm-hmm. figuring out their own grind i'm out.
5: A, i miss hugging people i miss hugging the comics when you go see each other you want to hug each other i'm italian so sandy we we, we're huggers okay you are like, yeah so you go. are big yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. Um, that's that's important i mean that's a, that's a different kind of uh, it's hard to explain hugging like you know like it it, it, it transmits energy to each other right
6: i agree you with are it, a big saying, like, oh, i remember that yeah, there, there's a lot of new comedians uh, that have started during the pandemic. And I think that creates a lot of new energy. And and like you were saying earlier, a lot of people are starting new clubs, even though they're small. I mean, that creates a lot of better opportunities and people are excited to, to go there. And, you know, the people that are running them are excited to, to run them and stuff like that. So that's yeah. good as
1: well. Just this last weekend, I did three different clubs. Two of them were new. One was the corner, but yeah. I did and they all had an 8 p.m. and a 10 p.m. show and every single show was sold out. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful.
0: And it shows, like, audiences want it too. I mean, it's yeah. people have just... There's never too many
1: shows. Never. Yeah. Never too
0: many shows. And legit spaces opening up and comics that have worked it out this entire time and just went, no, we're going to keep building this thing. I love it. The game is the game, baby. The game is the game. We'll go oh, around yeah. find out where we can find everybody, what you've been up that to. That's, that's uh, so. Yeah,
1: that's the game is the game, man. From the Matt. wire. From the wire. Yeah, the is the game. My name is my mm. name. Yeah, the
3: game
0: is the all right, game. okay, gotcha. I'm with There you, you go. All right, uh, Lenny I will throw it to you wires first.
1: To whoever hasn't watched it. Yeah, it is. I, uh, I I I watched
0: all of it during the pandemic. Uh, Lenny Carado, we'll go over to you first, man. So when is this show happening? Of course, at this- Toronto's. This is at the
5: Comedy Bar, Wednesday, February 23rd at 9.30 p.m. What's your beef? These comics all have a beef, I guarantee it. And they're going to let it out on, on Wednesday night. And I'm hoping that this will start maybe, this is my first show ever. So I'm very new at this. I'm not good at promoting things. Thank you very much for having me on. But if this works out, I'll try and do another one. You know, maybe in a couple of months again, maybe a variation on that. Maybe it's uh, the Resilience Show or or maybe it will be something like uh, what's Aged Beef. Get some old comics out there. You know what I mean? (laughs)
4: That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Me (laughs) included. When bring I, some meat. Bring some actual meat. I was
5: going to uh,
2: say, are you going kind of to bring meat?
5: Yeah. I'll bring a charcuterie board. A charcuterie yes, board. Sir. We have to wear gloves I'll, and masks.
1: How is this Lenny's first show? I started comedy 11 years ago, and this is the guy when I started who took me around and showed me everything. Yeah. He had already been in it for how many years? And now you're telling me this is their first show you ever produced? I'm scared. Yeah.
4: <laughs> that's why I wanted him <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, I love he's Lenny's been cutting lots of beef. He's cutting lots of because beef.
0: Because be that's insane, Lenny. No that that's a good point, nitty. I think lenny and i I also like what Sandra said, because that's what I was thinking you should you should just bring like a side of beef and carve it for the audience. Give out meat, meat for the people uh, you know i I want to
6: say something about that, you know, it makes me think yeah. of what we were talking about earlier, you know in life in life, a lot of times we send it on our own way because we don't give ourselves permission to do things, right, yeah, and so like Lenny's saying he's afraid like anybody can can produce a show like it's not uh rocket oh, yeah. science there's some you horrible I mean? shows out there lenny trust me you can produce <laughs> those
3: will, those
6: but we will stand always... in our own way yeah. and that's the difference between canadians and americans americans don't do that they just go for it right and the yeah. canadians were like well we're not good in or whatever like we're just as good if not better whatever let's just do it exactly oh, sure, let's better. just do it all right luke where can we find you online my friend Uh, So I have a show at uh, uh, Comedy Jam at Comedy Bar on the Feb 27th and another show on Feb 28th. It's called Bring It. That's also at Comedy Bar. Excellent. Sandra Badalini, where can we find you?
4: Um, On social or just in general? Anything in general. I have a a special coming out uh, probably in a month or two. My first stand-up special and album. And um, yeah, at Sandra Badalini on Instagram. I'm at the corner so many weekends. Yeah, sandrabadalini.net.
0: There we go, sandrabadalini.net. Yep. Nitesh Sakuja, I know you're like city TV, man. You're everywhere, but where can we find you?
1: everywhere, but if you want to see me, I'm every Thursday, uh, 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. at the corner. I'm there every single Thursday. Uh, I'm leaving for Australia uh, in a couple weeks, but I'll be back in May, and I'm going to record an album. It's called uh, I'm Sorry, I'm on Mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> uh, guys, stay tuned and check it out. Amazing. Um, <laughs> okay, i appreciate you guys for having us
0: excellent thank, thank you all you. so much Thank you. Long. check out that show at comedy bar hit up comedybar.ca for tickets that is our show thank you again to harrison butler in cincinnati thank you again to our comedy beef panel get tickets to that show and don't forget you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the beginning on global news online we'll be back next week
4: hi this is alicia carusi and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx features Natish Sakkuja.
1: I was downtown Toronto, walking down the street. I seen a homeless guy. Me and this guy made eye contact. I'm in his vibe now, okay? And he calls me over. He goes, hey, hey, I'm a fan. I had two emotions. First, I was like, yo, sick. I got fans, right? But then I was like, wait, where am I performing that this guy knows who I am? He's sitting in his own urine, and he's wearing two shoeboxes as shoes. That means somewhere, there's four shoes. You know what I mean? (laughs) I have so many questions for this guy, all right? As I'm feeling these emotions, this guy starts going. (laughs) 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 Like he thought he was a fan, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) But because I gave him the time of day, I thought he was my fan, you know? It was one of the most humbling moments of my life, all right? (laughs)